1: With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com.
0: When you need need to know what's happening, it's, 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 it's time to get In the Huddle with Carl Dukes and Brian Baldinger. Back for another edition of In the Huddle. Carl Dukes put him up with my man Brian Baldinger, who's back looking like a million bucks. This guy took a couple of a weeks off or maybe a week. I don't even know. This guy's the hardest working man in football. And Baldy, it's good to have you back, man. Uh, of course, Jason on for a part of this podcast yeah. as well. We put out new episodes, guys, Tuesday and Thursday. Subscribe, tell your friends as we take you inside the huddle and all things NFL. All right, Baldy, first and foremost, look like you got a little tan, man. Look like yeah. you got a little
1: tan, huh? Yeah. Well, I was in some places that were quite sunny. <laughs> Uh, you know i mean look i i don't make any uh i don't make any uh, i'm not ashamed to say like I, i'm a diver you know okay. i'm in the water so I, I was in belize i was in costa rica uh with good group uh saw a lot of things underneath the water just kind of clearing the brain out you know um after the season and just kind of refreshing and that's kind of how i feel right now so uh, it was good. It was really good. Uh, I'd never been to Belize before. Anybody who's a diver, scuba, free divers, you know, snorkeler, uh, it's a haven. It's a haven. The people really treat you well. Mm. So, um, But, you know, you, I ran into football fans. You know, Carl, like, <laughs> my first dinner in, in Belize, I'm with this girl, my girlfriend, and, uh, you know, we're, we're leaving the restaurant, nice little place, good food, leaving the place, and there's was a, a table. Of Seattle Seahawks fans. Imagine and that. You're like, <laughs> I didn't want to bother you, Baldy. I just want to say I love your work. I listen to you and Carl. I'm like, fellas, yeah, no no bother whatsoever. Um, enjoy your week. Enjoy your time. Seahawks went to the playoffs. Uh, we'll talk about Geno here in a second. But yeah, that was kind of – that that happened pretty frequently. So it was good. You know, the NFL is so big. Yeah. You can
0: never get away from it, you know. to your point. Doesn't matter if you're on a remote island or not. You know, I'll
1: it- tell you a quick story, Carl. The great Tom Jackson um, told me a story one time that he just went to him and Boomer just a full season. You know, Super Bowl came and went. And he told his wife, look, dear, I don't care where we go. I just need to get away. I just, just need to chill for a week. So she books a place, like, beyond Tahiti. It, it, it's it's <laughs> just an island and a couple of huts. Sure. Right. So you know they they you know they they fly across the Pacific. They take a little puddle jumper. And they're in this little place. Guys taking their bags, and they're like Tom Jackson. Hey, what would you think of the suit? Like the guy taking the bags. <laughs> like Tom couldn't quite
0: get it all away from. Him. You can never get away from it. Well, no. we're glad that you're here. We can never get away from it, guys. As we record this podcast today is franchise tag day. All right. There are guys who have already been franchise tagged. Pollard for the Cowboys, Josh Jacobs for the Raiders, yeah. uh, Evan Ingram you know, uh, for the Jags. Absolutely. There are guys who've already gotten the tag. Obviously, we're waiting on Lamar. We're waiting on what's going to happen with Daniel Jones. Yep. So as you view this, just know today at 4 o'clock, things could change as we yes. talk about some of these situations in the NFL. With that said, Baldy, I do want to start there because we are in the midst right now of a lot of news. And the first domino to fall was Derek Carr. He goes to the Saints. I want to know if you view this as an upgrade. He gets $150 million. It's really a $100 million deal for three years when you look at it because they disguise this with $50 million in that fourth year. He's not going to see that. I don't believe that happens. But nevertheless,
1: what do you think of Carr going to the Saints? Well, I mean, look, I I feel like the season, the offseason started yesterday, Monday, when Derek Carr signed. And You know, look, he was coveted hard by the New York Jets. I mean, the Jets wanted him badly. He had had some good leverage. That's why the numbers are what they are. But he has a relationship with Dennis Allen. Uh, You know, he was his rookie coach uh, in Oakland. Um, You know, he got fired four games into that rookie year in 2014. But there's a relationship there. Uh, And then, like, look, Derek Carr has never played with an elite defense ever. You know, and you look at the Saints last year, Carl. Now, you know, they, they had a disappointing 7-10 season. But in the last eight games last year, they didn't surrender more than 20 points in any game. Now, they lost a bunch of them. So, Derek Carr is there. And Trevor Penning's coming back, at, you know, and Ryan Ramcheck and Cesar Ruiz and, you know, um, you know, Eric McCoy. Like, the, the line's coming together. Kamara's going to be there. Alave, Michael Thomas. Like, the team – should be the favorite on paper right now to win the a- a- NFC South. And if you win the NFC South, I've gone to New Orleans in a in a playoff game, Carl. It's, it's crazy. Not fun. It's not <laughs> fun. No, look, I mean, are they a Super Bowl contender? I, I got to see more from Derek Carr in big games, yeah. Carl, to anoint that. That doesn't make his brother David happy. But it's just a fact. Like, he's played one playoff game, Carl. It's a different game. Everybody that goes to the playoffs knows it's a different, um, it's a different speed, it's a different intensity. Some guys just rise. Troy Aikman rose in the playoffs. Some guys just rise in the playoffs, play their best football. We got to see if Derek can do that. But I think it's a good fit. I think it's a good fit. You know, and one of the things that he kind of didn't mind being, you know, uh, escorted out of uh, Las Vegas was. You know, Josh McCann was very controlling the line of scrimmage. He wanted the ability to do more at the line of scrimmage, change plays, getting out of plays. Like, he wanted that type of freedom. He felt like he's earned that, he's been around the league, he understands how to pre-snap read. And so he'll probably get that chance in New Orleans, which I think he'll benefit from.
0: Yeah, I, the deal itself, guys, 60 fully uh, guaranteed uh, at signing, another $10 million once he starts year three of the deal. And we're just breaking it down from a financial standpoint because, Baldy, here's the other thing. You thought that Derek was going to get, you know, maybe significant, a significant amount more. When you look at this, it's almost equal to what he was getting, you know, it, with the Raiders. Now, with that said, you know, you look at the per year average, it's about 37. He's not a $40 million guy. He's not a $45 million guy. There's only about five guys that make that kind of money. And at the end of the day, I think this is a fair deal is what I'm getting to with the Saints.
1: I don't think they overpaid for for Carr and what they're getting. I don't think so either. You know, now it's just a question of performance and production and what they get from him. I mean, look, Andy Dalton, uh, actually, if you look at him statistically. Played well. Played pretty well last year. Yeah. Uh, You know, and so, but is this is an upgrade from Andy Dalton. It's an upgrade. Uh, And then we've got to see, like, you know, now it's about winning games. You know, you could have great stats, not win a lot of games. So, you know, it's about winning games right now. And they were seven and 10 last year. It starts with the bare minimum of 10 wins next year. That's the expectation. They bring back a lot of good leaders on defense, a lot of good players on that side of the ball. Um, you know, it should be, you know, I think it's, it's you know, to, it's a good fit. And it's an important fit because it takes New Orleans out of that market. They can st- continue to, to add pieces in places through the draft. Uh, if there's money left over for free agency, you know, but they got the biggest piece building. Let's face it. They were chasing Derek Carr from the beginning. They, they, once he was um, kind of relieved of his duties with the Raiders, you know, he actually took a visit to New Orleans before he saw any place else. They started talking about a deal, the compensation, all that kind of stuff. So they were the first ones knocking on Derek Carr's door. And uh, sometimes, Players, the money's the money, Carl, nobody's going to go for a shorthanded deal. But sometimes it's it's good to be wanted. Mm-hmm. And you saw the, you know, you saw Cam Jordan and some of the guys kind of reach out, you know, welcome to the Houdat Nation, all that stuff. Like, It's good to hear it from the players that, you know, they, they're welcoming Derek Carr to New Orleans. I agree.
0: Um, and I can't wait to see how it shakes out with Carr as the Saints quarterback. The other guy that gets a deal is Geno. Geno Smith, three years, one hundred and five million dollars. Most of this is in the first year, right? Of of the uh, first two years, should I say of the the deal? I think he's getting fifty million in the first year, and this is a way to obviously you know control the contract. And if you want to get out of it earlier, you can. But Geno performed really well. I mean, I was looking at the numbers, yeah. and Geno well, Smith in,
1: in completion percentage at just about seventy percent. It's crazy. He's at that figure and above that all year long.
0: Well, that's the thing, Baldy. So, you know, forget about the 4,400 yards and the 30 touchdowns. He was accurate all year long. They yes. go to the playoffs. I thought he deserved to be rewarded. And it gives Seattle now a chance to maybe build that defense back up like they want to do. They've got a great running game. You got Metcalf. I mean, you got some pieces. I just think this is a smart move by Seattle. And I'm curious to know what you think about Gino and this is it a redemption story, Baldy? Yeah. Because you know he's been a backup, and now you trade it's, Russell.
1: It's 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 pure redemption. I mean, okay. we, we love a great story, a rebound. Uh, it's fantastic. Like I remember uh, being up at Seattle uh, during training camp this year, and uh, and I'm, I was talking to Gino. He was in the middle of a quarterback battle. He, nobody knew, you know, how it was going to. This is before the preseason games, but I just asked Gino. Like, do you feel like the, the organization has your back? Because I feel like every single thing that was being said, you know, Garoppolo was out there at the time. You know, you just go back and you go like you hear all the whispers and all the noise. And Gino looked at me and said, Baldy, honestly, I feel like whoever wins this, like the organization is ready to move forward with one of us. And I think that that was huge. They rewarded him. But, you know, the fact is they were a playoff team last year, Carl. Nobody saw that coming. Right. Especially with Russell Wilson's departure. He was an upgrade over Russell Wilson. You know, both the receivers, Tyler Lockett, D.K. Metcalf, both had over 1,000 yards. They started three rookers in the offense. Two rookie tackles, a rookie running back. Um, you know, they were, you couldn't name a whole lot of names on the defense. Um, this, is, this is classic John Schneider, Pete Carroll football. They want to run the ball. There's no secret about it. It, it kind of, you know, perturbed Russell. Like we're in a throwing league. We got to throw up more. Now, Pete has a formula how to win games. It's a good formula. It's a formula that's tested. And Gino played into that. And the other thing, Carl, like you look at the stats, you got him in front of you. Like he's the second leading rusher on the team. Yeah. People wouldn't think he could extend the plays like he did, running for first downs, getting out of harm's way when things did break down. Um yeah. And so, like, I hear I even before yesterday, Carl. I heard, hey, is Seattle in the quarterback business? They got the fifth pick. Can they get one of these guys? I'm like, no. Like, watch what Geno did. He's still young. He's 32 years old. Like, this is a good deal for Seattle. It's a good deal for Geno. Mm-hmm. It's a good deal for that whole organization. And to your point, Carl, starting with that fifth pick, like they could build this defense back to where – maybe not to where it was, but they can start adding some pieces. Tariq uh, Woolen last year –
0: All right, let's talk about a couple of things that are going to happen. Brian Baldinger, Carl Dukes with you. It's In the Huddle, guys. Subscribe, like the podcast, tell your friends. We talk all things NFL. We take you behind the scenes as well. As we move through the offseason, we'll be grabbing various guests, players. We're going to have a lot of fun on this podcast as we get back into next season. And we're a long way from that. This is team-building opportunity right now for all these teams around the league through the draft and through free agency. Daniel Jones, the report is 32 to 37 million, somewhere in there, that has been offered. Reports also say Daniel Jones wants 40 million plus. Giants are feverishly working on a deal, probably as we speak. I know they were at the combine trying to work on a deal, Baldy. What do you think happens here with Daniel Jones as we approach the deadline today for franchise tech? Because don't they want to get a deal done and then franchise Saquon Barkley if they could?
1: I think that would be the ultimate right there. Because I think, you know, we saw this maybe three, four years ago when the Cowboys signed Zeke and they hadn't signed Dak. And you've got to get the quarterback done first. They did it backwards in Dallas, and I think they had regrets after they did it. Mm. Zeke hasn't, you know, it, it hasn't been the same back. And it took, you know, it took a, a quite a bit extra money to get Dak done. They could have saved him. I think the Giants have to get Daniel Jones done. I thought he played well last year, Carl. He he ran for over 800 yards. He ran for more yards than Josh Allen last year. Like, people kind of don't realize that. Yeah. Uh, he he won a playoff game. He Carl, I saw that team twice in preseason. And the first time I got went up there, um, Wink Martindale – was restricted by Brian Dable that he could only blitz so many times during practice because he made the defense – he made the offense look bad. And the first time I saw him, I said, this is going to be the worst team in football. This is going to be the worst, worst offense in football. Right. Like Cordarius Tony wasn't practicing. Kenny Galladay wasn't practicing. Like, the offensive line was coming together. We didn't know. Rookie right tackle, new offensive guard, new center. It was all coming in defensively. I don't know. Everybody was hurt, so I was like I left there the first time going this team, and to see Daniel Jones do a great job of figuring out new receivers, Isaiah Hodgins, Richie James, like new receiver Daniel Bellinger, rookie tight end. How he he played well, yeah, and it made you not think about the mistakes and the turnovers the first four years. And I feel like he's turned a corner. And he's young. He's athletic. Um, he was accurate enough with some young receivers. I think they can only get, but they've got to. I think they have to get this deal done. Like the franchise tag, he'll play for it. He won't like pout. But you, you get this deal done. Then you work on franchising Saquon. He, he won't be happy about that either, and he'll have to make a decision. But I feel like you got to get one done. I think Daniel Jones today gets done. Yeah. It, the quarterback is just the, this, the money is so
0: much more significant. I think the tag for running backs is about $10 million right now. So that's what you're looking at. If you're Saquon and I agree, he probably won't be happy, but if you're the giants, it's your only recourse to try to keep this team together. Baldy, let's talk about uh, what what happens with Lamar here. We, we've said this, you know, we've been talking about this all season. We don't know if he didn't play in that, playoff game because he was not completely, you know, healed or whether it was a ploy for him to say, screw you guys, we made the playoffs, I've done my job, and I'm not going to risk $200 million on the table by getting hurt in a game against Cincinnati. We don't know. What we do know is they've had 25 months to get this deal done, Baldy, and they haven't. Now, I just want to state this, and I talked about this on my national show this weekend on CBS Sports. Baldy, if you love me, show me. Baldy, if you love me, hold my hand, kiss me, take me on a date, make me know that you love me. All I've heard from the Ravens, whether it's DaCosta, the owner, or it's Harbaugh, is we love him. But in 25 months, they haven't shown him. So I just don't think this deal gets done, and I think ultimately Lamar is going to be traded. I just don't sense it.
1: I mean – you know, what it comes down to is, you know, show me the money. And we have seen, I mean, Carson Wentz, we've seen all these guys get, get re-upped after the third year. To your point, 25 months. They haven't done it. Why? Uh, you know, and last year, when Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray got their guaranteed deals, more mm. sitting there going, what do I got to do to get a guaranteed deal? And the owner basically said, we're not doing those deals. We're not doing it. And I don't think it's going to change. And, you know, I, I've heard all of the rebuttals like Lamar's sitting down there in South Florida. And unless they write this check, he's not playing on a franchise tag. There's no way. And so then so yesterday on the show in Total Access out in Los Angeles, LaDainian Tomlinson, um, we were trying to put quarterbacks in certain places. We were just talking about the NFC South. And, you know, Ladanian said, why not Lamar go to Atlanta? I know they got Des Ritter, but the owner's getting up there. I know Arthur Blank quite well. Uh, the, the coach, Arthur Smith, knows how to put a running game together. They're a great running team. They haven't sold – they haven't had a player in Atlanta in any sport quite like Mike Vick. But Lamar Jackson is better than Mike Vick. And I could see a whole lot of new Lamar Jackson fans in Atlanta. Now, there's a lot of stuff that has to get done. There's salary cap. There's compensation. There's a ton of stuff. To make that happen, but I believe to your point, he's going to get moved. So if he is going to get moved and it sure feels like that, Carl, to me, I feel the same thing you feel that if he's going to get moved, that makes a lot of sense to me. It makes a lot of sense to me now
0: I will tell you. Half of Atlanta has told me I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: posted, I posted the video of LT and me kind of going on board with it. Yeah, yeah, and I, felt, and, and I got the same feedback, you know. But, but here's you know, the—that's that's you know that's March six, March seventh, Carl. Correct. Like if they're fighting for the division in December next year, that Mercedes Benz Dome is going to be rocking like it's the SEC championship game. Okay. Like that, that will be rocky. There will be a demand to go watch Lamar in a playoff caliber game in December next year. If he's there. Listen, I'm going to be completely frank about this. And, And this
0: is not a knock on Desmond Ritter. I agree with you. I've been preaching this for probably for two and a half months saying this is a real possibility only because the Falcons all of a sudden now have the second most money to spend in free agency behind the bears, you extend this deal, you could, you know, push it out, you can make it happen. Pay him like uh we're seeing these other deals in the first three years of a guarantee, you can make it work. But Baldy, I don't know if Ritter gets people excited. And right now, Lamar Jackson, the idea of him being anywhere, hell, he could go to Miami and to a situation, he gets people excited. Yes. And I think that is an element, if you're an owner, you're talking about Arthur Blank or any of these owners that may want to say, I'm willing to do this. Is your fan base engaged and excited about what you're putting on the field? If you're Green Bay, you don't have that issue, right? If you're Buffalo, Buffalo, you know, Mafia, you don't have that issue. You look around the league. Some of these teams right now are like, what gets our fans excited? And I think just from that standpoint, I know it may sound crazy, but that's the problem. That's what's going on here is we like him, but he doesn't excite us because we don't know enough about him right now.
1: Yeah, I mean it's just it's it, it's not fair to Des. I mean he's just getting started. He started a couple games last year. No, nope. you know, he got better. He got better as he went along. But you put and I was just me and LT were just going back and forth. All right, so you put Lamar Jackson in an offense with Drake London, Cordero Patterson, Kyle Pitts, and an offensive line that played pretty good last year. Yep, with a coach that loves to run the ball, and you get Tyler Algier, nice rookie last year, good. You know, thousand yards, and then you start putting your resources on the defensive side of the ball and you go, let's go win this division. Let's go. Let's go ride Lamar. Let's go win this division. I mean, the players will be excited. I tell you that. I mean, they're going to ride with Des Ritter if he's the quarterback next year, because that's what you got to do. But if if Lamar, they're going to put Lamar everywhere in Atlanta. Yes. Like everywhere. He's going to be on billboards. He's going to be the face of the organization. And they have not had that guy. Even Matt Ryan, as good as Matt Rosen, taking him to the Super Bowl and his quality of person he was and all the stats that Matt had, he never got anybody excited like Mike Vick did. It's a great point. Brian Baldinger, we're talking all things offseason,
0: guys, as we're going through. Let's talk about Rodgers. That's Aaron Rodgers. Yes. He went to the dark retreat. He came out. He said he healed some things mentally. Baldy, I'm all about self-help. I don't know what the hell this dark retreat is. Great. Okay, if he did whatever he needed to do to feel better about himself, I'm happy about it. But Uh at the end of the day, where the hell is Aaron
1: Rodgers going? Is he staying or is he leaving? So, you know, I don't have any more information than anybody else at this point, you know, but I just feel like Green Bay is ready to move on. They drafted Jordan Love and whether he's the answer or not the answer, like they know they need to find a quarterback for the future. They've all, they, you know, from Bart Starr to Brett Favre, you know, to Aaron Rodgers, they've been in good hands for the better part of 45 years. Right. In that stretch in there where they had an elite player at that position. And I just feel like that's the Green Bay way. Now, I don't know what Jordan Love is. He, he looked good in a, you know, a quarter of action against Philadelphia last year. I'm sure he's learned a lot. I'm sure he's, you know, grown up a bunch. I'm sure he, he's a better player now than, when they drafted him for sure, but I don't, but I just feel like green Bay is ready to take the 60 million that they're going to pay Aaron and just move on. And I think Aaron knows that, that, that green Bay is ready. So then, you know, what's the landing spot? You know, the jets look desperate to me. I think they really were all in on Derek Carr and he went to New Orleans. Um, Jack Wilson. Is not the answer? Mike white looks good in spot duty, but he keeps getting hurt. Um, they, they have to Joe Douglas is going into his fourth year, like Robert Sala, Joe Douglas, like to me, you can't line up with Zach Wilson this year. You can't go to the draft to get another quarterback. Like we've seen enough. Now Zach might eventually be a quarterback of redemption, but they need a bona fide. They need Aaron Rodgers. but I don't know what the rate, you know, what, what, What Las Vegas is going to do? Like, I feel like behind the scenes, his guys are talking, you know, to to some of these teams, and I I I just feel like there's going to be a departure from Green Bay, and it's going to be mutual. I just feel like the Jets, I think, would be are are very interested, Carl. But if I'm the Jets, if I'm Robert Sala, Joe Douglas, Woody Johnson, I need something from Aaron saying, you got to be here a good chunk of this off season. Yeah. We got Garrett Wilson. We got Brees Hall. We've got, you know, Elijah Moore. We got a young tight end. We, we need you in the building. Not, not you know, like, look, you can go here and do that, but we need you working with these guys. We we can't have you show up at training camp and start day one. Like there's gotta be some commitment from Aaron to the jets that like, I'm here to, to win right now. And I'm going to show you my commitment to winning.